This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, our morning reading and praying Psalms together. So, um, you all know, my name is Andrew, and in case some people hear it later on, um, because I put it on recording. So now I put everyone on mute, but we will be um, having a time later on for each other to share if you still have time to hang around. So once again, good morning. Perhaps you found it hard to read and pray by ourselves and that's why you're here. Or perhaps you just like the community or it might even be the car sending your kids to school. Perhaps you're interested to understand and pray Psalms, that's why you're here. Um, some people might even explore Christianity and so they'll join in. But whatever the case, we are thankful that all of us are here this morning. Now our goal each morning is really to read the Psalms to understand what it says, and then to pray the Psalms or even sing it as a community. So this is really our platform each morning over the next three weeks to read and journey into Psalms together. So without further ado, what I'm going to do right now is to begin by reading Psalm 1. And since we are going to do this together, although uh, everyone's on mute, I invite us to read the Psalms together from your end if you can. This is where we can read this together. Um, from our own homes as well. So this is Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers, not so the wicked. They are like shaft that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Now, before we look into the Psalms in observation and unpack its meaning, I want to give a short prelude to the Psalter. There are actually 150 Psalms in the Bible and a rich spectrum within the Psalms. There are laments, there will be royal songs, wisdom poetry, hymns of thanksgiving, praise, songs of trust, and more. The reformer Martin Luther, he said five centuries ago that the psalmist prepares both the language and the mood in which we should address the Heavenly Father. And so the psalms are great for us in praying to God. Ambrose of the fourth century, when you think about psalms, he said, it is a kind of medicine for the salvation of humanity. And so it comes as no surprise the Psalms are well-loved for the raw emotions that many have found comfort in. And here's the thing, the longer or deeper we experience life, the sweeter the honey that pours forth from the Psalms. And so as we begin our journey into the Psalms, be ready to catch the tune as we read it, the emotions, the posture, the directions of our faith 
and also the expectation to hear God's reply. So with that, let's dive into Psalm 1. Now, if you imagine with me the whole Psalter of 150 Psalms to be this huge temple or building, Psalm 1 and 2 are like the pillars of its entrance. If you have a look at your Bible, look at the arrangements and the headings of the Psalms, and you'll quickly notice that King David was the choir master from Psalm 3 all the way to Psalm 41, and many other Psalms thereafter. There are other Psalms from the Korahites, from Asaph, even Moses in between. But Psalm 1 and 2, if you look at your Bible, they have no headings. There's no mention of David. But rather, they are like the introduction to the theme of the Psalter. They are like the pillars. So with that, look at Psalm 1 with me. From verse 1 to 3, you'll see it describes the life of the Blessed Ones. Verse 4 to 5, it describes the life of the wicked. And then verse 6 at the end, it pulls back the curtain to show us what is behind the scenes for these two paths, the blessed life and the cursed life. There will be a theme that runs through the thread of the whole Psalms when we look at Psalm 1. This is the thread of the whole Psalms and it will continue to be added on from Psalm 2. Now, let's look at Psalm 1 from verses 1 to 3 on the life of the Blessed One. As we read this psalm, we're shown a movement that is familiar amongst us humans. That of walking and then standing and finally sitting with the wicked, the sinners and mockers. Here's the thing, seldom does a person wake up one morning and decides to give up everything good and decides to dwell and sit in the company of the sinners. Seldom does a person go into a marriage with a plan for divorce, or give birth to a child only to abuse it, or to go into charitable activities in order to take advantage of the weak. Rather, it often comes as a movement. It begins with encountering evil thoughts, opportunities, and then instead of turning away, the person walks along with the wicked just for a moment. And in a matter of time, the person begins to stand in the way that sinners take. And over time, the person gets so comfortable with the sinners that the person joins in the inner circle, sitting in a company of mockers. For those of you who drive, remember the first time you get your driving license. Your heart goes up a few notches if you exceed the speed limit by five kilometers. But after 20 years of driving, you no longer feel it anymore. The same goes with the gossiping, the wandering eyes, the wicked words, the sinful thoughts, our grayness, so-called, towards what is right and wrong. But not so for the blessed. Look at verse 2. Whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. This blessed person declares the choir is so deeply in love with God's word that he delights and meditates on it every moment. And as a result, he yields only good fruits. His leaves never wither. Whatever the person does, prosper. So is the picture of the blessed person firmly rooted by the waters. 
But now as we look on to verse 4 to 5, the choir then sings a different tune, a clear warning that the wicked will be like unwanted parts of the harvest, the shaft that gets blown away before the harvesters. Those who stand with the sinners, they will be blown away and will stand no more. Like the waves that comes in from the shore, their footprints will be washed away and they leave nothing behind. For verse 6 tells us the covenantal God, He will preserve the blessed one for good things ahead. But God will send the wicked into destruction. Now, dear friends, how should we sing someone that set the stage of the Psalter? The contrast of the two ways to live is very clear if we look at it. But when we try to apply it into our own lives, it gets complicated. Because while we like to think that we are in the company of the Blessed One, when we try to examine our own lives, our actions, our thoughts, our desires, perhaps do so today in the heat of the day. Just pause a few times in your, in your day and think about your own thoughts, actions, and desires. And we'll find ourselves to resemble more of those who tend to walk in the step of the gossipers, the complainers. We stand, even if it's one meter apart, in the company of sinners. Because we are more comfortable living in secret thoughts than to be completely open and righteous before God. Because our hearts are prone to wonder. In fact, even the best amongst humanity will fail to pass the litmus test of verse 1 and 3 when it's not just one moment when their whole life is being put under the microscope of God. In fact, only one person was perfectly planted by the streams of God's water, whose delight in God leads him to the cross to die in the hands and for the wicked ones. That blessed one we knew uh, in in the series of Mark that we have looked at is the Lord Jesus Christ, the King and the Son of God. So dear friends, as we get ready to start our day, some of us are already in the car, how should we sing and pray someone? Well, the wrong approach, the wrong approach is to begin our day by reading someone in a moralistic way. To think that we are going to be able to do it perfectly. Because when we do well for a moment, our pride will quickly grow into self-reliance. But eventually we will fail And then we'll step into a path either of hopelessness or pretense where we will block up things that we've done wrong and just think of the things that we've done right. So the intended approach of reading and singing Psalms 1 as a community is actually to first look for that perfect, blessed person. The choir will go on to sing about this man in Psalm 2. But we on this side of the cross, we know the only person that fits the bill of someone is Jesus. And because he is the blessed one, the covenant God, he is pleased to bless this blessed one and give him everything. So our response then is to sing someone under the banner of Jesus, to rejoice that Jesus is the blessed one and God's blessing will flow from him to his people, which is the way the Psalms will be sung when we continue. That is why the people of Israel, when they sing Psalms, they will sing 
with the rest of the Israelites under the banner of their covenantal king, which in their time was represented by David and from Psalm 3 onwards. So our response to singing and praying someone today is to rejoice confidently in Jesus, the Blessed One, of whom God's blessings will flow to His people. And we are to pray someone. We are to pray that God's Holy Spirit will enable us to really delight and meditate and obey His instructions like Jesus, our Shepherd King. And that we will have strength even today to resist the step, the way, the company of the wicked. For the Lord watches over the righteous one and all who are under his banner. So with that, I'm going to invite us to pray someone together. I'll be praying and I invite you to uh, pray with me from Psalm 1. Dear Heavenly Father, truly blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in your law and who meditates on his law day and night. Heavenly Father, as a community, we thank you for Jesus who did perfectly what none of us can. Thank you that Jesus on his cross offers us the fruits of his achievement. So now in Jesus, in our Lord, we too are blessed. And so today we pray by your Holy Spirit as we read someone that you will help us to be people who, having believed in Jesus, will want to delight and meditate on your word. Help us to obey your word, not to earn your blessings or merely to escape hell, but in response to our King who lived his perfect life to save our broken ones. So help us, Father, as we step back into the office, school, homes, to encounter the various relationships today, Help us to rejoice in Jesus and by your spirit to follow Jesus who bids us to carry our cross daily to follow after him. And so we pray for your glory revealed in Jesus. Amen. And dear friends, so thank you for joining us for that 15 minutes of short time of someone. Uh, as we close and go forth in confidence, I'd like to invite us to sing someone or listen to these words um, because Jesus has bore the fruits of his eternal kingdom and we'll get to hear more of it along the days. I'm going to leave this room open for a few more minutes for people who have questions. But before that, I want to leave us with a song on someone by Jesse and Leah Roberts. They call themselves the Poor Bishop Hopper. So I'm going to let you enjoy this song on someone. For those who are heading off, please go ahead. For those who want to hang around and pray a bit more, you're welcome to do so. Let me bring you to someone from poor Bishop Hopper. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch up tomorrow morning, same time.
visit us online at busypc.sg